Hey, everybody. So excited for you to hear this incredible interview with my buddy Eric and Teddy. Uh, we share a lot of things in common. We are all have no hair, but you're going to hear such great synergy in the conversation that we had about business and what it takes to run a business and all of those things. And, and also, if you have not yet checked the description of this episode, Nancy and I, just in under three weeks, we are going to be doing a free five-day content creation workshop. So many people have been struggling how to create content, how to streamline it, how to repurpose it, how to get people to engage with it. And we are going to cover all that and more. It's free to sign up. The link is in the description. So please sign up, share the link, but also so, so grateful that you guys listen to this podcast as often as you do. It would not be here and thriving without all of you. So enjoy and really, really sit back, enjoy, get some laughs because myself, Eric and Teddy, we bring it and you're going to enjoy it. So please enjoy. Networking and marketing made simple is for you, the business owner who has a product, a service, or a message that you believe in. My name is Scott Aaron, and each week we'll take a behind-the-scenes look into the real-world marketing and networking tactics and strategies for getting what you have in front of you to a lot more people. Thanks for spending time with me, and now let's get started. So welcome everybody to the Network Marketing Made Simple podcast. Excited for another interview episode. And I actually have two people on here today, as you guys are seeing in the description of this episode, uh, Eric Twiggs and Ted Fells. Uh, I had the honor and privilege of actually being on their program um, uh, a little bit ago. And even before we got into the recording of the episode, uh, we basically classified it three bald-headed guys just talking about sports and our hatred for the Dallas Cowboys. And, that, and then basically, uh, it was unhinged from there. And I I felt it, it was very important to always return the favor in podcasting. If someone is ever to give me the space and the opportunity to share what I do with someone's audience, it's, it's, it's just as important to have those individuals back on mine so they can impact all of you listening today. So with that, Eric, Ted, welcome to today's episode. Thank you. Hey, Scott. Thank you. Thanks for having us on. So, you know, I want to dive in and, you know, my, my listeners love understanding uh, first and foremost how people got to where they are today by, you know, what they're doing currently. So um, I'll start with uh, the Beyonce of the group, Ted. Um, so... <laughs> <laughs> so, so Ted, for, for the listeners that, that may not be familiar with you, um, tell the listeners a, a little bit about who you are, uh, what you do, but most importantly, how you got to doing what you're doing today. Mm, okay. All right. Again, Scott, thanks again for this, this opportunity. I don't know if I've ever been uh, thought of as the, the, the Beyonce of the, <laughs> of the group. I always thought Eric was the Beyonce. I've kind of was the destiny's child you know so i just kind of tag along with him but it's good to, to be out front and appreciate the opportunity absolutely uh, so i'm i'm the, the president of new core vision incorporated we're an information technology management consulting firm that primarily focuses on uh, the federal government state and local and we do some private sector work been doing that um 
probably 20 plus years. So I started when I was probably about five years old. <laughs> so yeah, you look great for 26. Um, Unbelievable. Thank you, man. Thank you, man. You know, so, so I, um, before starting the company, I worked for the federal government uh, for the Immigration uh, and Naturalization Service. Uh, now it's the Department of Homeland Security. was involved in installing computer networks all over the country and uh, started the company with a group of friends, uh, guys that went to school with me in college. And we decided, hey, we want to just start a business. So we just went out and started throwing parties to raise money and got some money and then just started the business and said, hey, Ted, you're uh, let's look at IT and this is kind of in the kind of the dot-com times in the 90s it's like you know you're you're in IT why don't you be the president okay why sure I didn't at that time I didn't know what that meant and all the responsibilities that were going to come on that because interestingly enough a group that probably started off with maybe five of us is now down to one right it was just it was two it was two partners for 20 plus years Eric you may not know that but just recently, the the other soul, uh, the other partner that I had in the firm, we has, you know, we've gone our separate ways, and those things have happened. And I am the sole owner of the, the company. And so, again, it's been a, you know, as an entrepreneur, you know, it's it's ups and it's ups and downs. And you know, when I when I tell people all the time when they say that they want to start a company, like, do you want your own business or do you want to make a lot of money? Right, because you can make a lot of money working for someone, but if you want your own business, you know, it's a, you know, are you really about that life? Are you really about the grind? Are you really about being the last one to get paid? About the one, the last one to leave the office? I mean, you gotta love this. I mean, we talked about this yesterday about having passion for what you're what you're doing, and and so yeah, that's kind of it. In a, you know, at a at a very high level, because I don't want to get too deep into this, and then you know, I don't allow Destiny Child an opportunity to. <laughs> do some backup singing so thank you yeah you know it's when i ran my health clubs i always told people that uh, i was the first one there the last one to leave and the last one to get paid and 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 you know there were some weeks where i didn't take a paycheck you know i i I was personal training on the side to make up for the income that the gym wasn't able to uh pay me but i think you hit the nail right on the head when when you're an entrepreneur you you have to know what you're signing up for. You know, uh, are you doing it to make a lot of money or do you just want to own your own business just to tell people, hey, I'm a business owner. And, and, and you know, that, that's, those are two totally different things. Now, you, you can marry the two together and you can make a lot of money running a successful business. But again, you do have to go through the ups and downs of getting the business established and, you know, building out the brand and acquiring the clients and getting the referrals from that. So it does take time. So absolutely uh, spot on with that. So Eric, same question, you know, uh, tell the audience a little bit about you and what you do and and how you uh, came to do it. Well, first off, I just want to thank you for recognizing who the true Beyonce was. (laughs) You spotted that instantly. I just want to thank you for that. Now we all know. Got all across the table. But now, so I, I'm Eric Twiggs. I am your procrastination prevention partner. I'm the author of The Discipline of Now, both of the 30 minute hour podcast. And what I do is I help entrepreneurs and executive leaders to ditch their excuses to beat procrastination so that they can make more money, get more done, and feel more confident. But for me, it started 
in college. I'm often asked, why do you talk about procrastination and productivity and all that? To make a long story short, in college, I had a really good friend, Donnell, who tragically passed away. And it was just a total shock. It was a one car accident. He was the cleanest living guy I've ever known in my life. And he just suddenly passed away. And that sent me a message that maybe I don't have the time that I think to do the things that I want to do in life. So I thought the message was, I'm going to go to get into corporate America and I'm going to climb that ladder and I'm going to be successful. I'm going to drive the big car. I'm going to make as much money as possible. And I got to a point where I had done those things. I was a district manager in automotive, uh, automotive service. And I had 17 locations, 500 employees. Everything's going great. We're winning these awards. And I, I remember this, Scott, plain as day. One day I'm sitting at the light. I'm looking in the rearview mirror and I saw my eyes and they were the eyes of someone who literally hated what he was doing. Mm -hmm. So it was like, I felt like I was successful, but I wasn't significant. I dreaded the idea of going into the office. I would hit the snooze button as much as I possibly could. And I really had to go through this exploration. And, and I realized that I felt the most fulfilled when I was talking in front of a group and I was mm -hmm. speaking and presenting. That's, I was a corporate trainer. I loved that position. Things I would do, speaking things at the church. I always would say, man, you know, I can just do this all day, every day. And so finally, after a lot of procrastination, <laughs> I started moving in that direction. And so that's, that's how I'm, I'm here. I mean, that's why I talk about procrastination. That's why I'm so vigilant and, and so focused on helping people to overcome that and move forward. Yeah, procrastination is, is a killer um in business and in life, because uh, if you're constantly teetering on pushing those chips all in or thinking about holding on to them just one hand longer, uh, you may miss your opportunity. And, and you know, I, I want to go back to something that, that Ted said, you know, uh, when you start your own business, you, you have this idea. And, and Eric, I want you to follow up from this question. You know, Ted, you know, 20 some years ago, you know, the, the dot-com era was this uh, very, very unknown, uncharted territory where I don't think anyone really kind of visualized of, of what it could be become. But, you know, your training in IT, working for the federal government and everything that you were doing kind of prepped you and prepared you uh, for being able to step out on your own and running this, this company. But when you start running your own business, what looking back to where you are right now, what was the, the biggest learning curve that you actually had to go through that you still see a lot of new entrepreneurs and business owners going through today? Wow, I think the, I think the biggest learning curve is just really understanding that you can't really take the employee mindset into starting a, a business. I mean, I think that I think that a lot of times you get kind of caught up. Like I hear people that say now, oh, Ted, you're working this weekend. Well, you're the boss. Well, Ted, it's a it's a it's a holiday. You're working on a holiday. You you're you're the boss. I mean, you're right. You know, I can I can take off those the weekends. I can take off any holiday. I, matter of fact, I can go a month without working if I choose to. Right? Nobody's gonna fire me, but if I keep doing that eventually, I'm going to fire me, right? Because the business is not going to be able to sustain, right? And so, and so from that standpoint, that was something that I really, you know, that you really had to 
to learn. I mean, back then, you know, I thought I was a hotshot network engineer. I was installing computer networks all over the country, and that was my thing. Certified, I could do it. It's like, I'm going to start a company, and this is what we're going to do. Let me tell you, sometimes I can't even set up a printer today on my computer, right? I can't do any of that stuff now because that's not what I do. I never thought that it was going to be so much on business development, so much on operations, so much on strategy, right? You know, one of the things that I, I always say to, to, to people is that it's just like the seventh floor and 12th floor mentality, right? Seventh floor, you're just kind of doing stuff. It's kind of tactical, it's kind of getting in there and you're just kind of hammering nails, making widgets. But the 12th floor is just so strategic, right? And your partnerships and you know, things that you need to do. How do you better serve your, 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 your customers? Right? And, and, and you're dealing with your competition. I didn't think of any of those things. I just thought, hey, you know, I'm gonna go out here and, I, and I'm just gonna go out here and I'm just gonna do what I do as an employee, but I'm just gonna, it's just gonna be a thousand knees across the country doing this. And yes, it's, it's, it's not really like that. So that was a real kind of a you know, shift for me. The, the mindset <laughs> shift. <laughs> that someone has to have. And, and I, I talk about the employee mindset all the time. Mm-hmm. Going from an employee mindset to an entrepreneurial mindset. Uh, I mean, it's like apples and bowling balls. Like you can't even compare the two because when, when you're, and I don't, I don't know what the employee m- mindset is, you know, as we already talked, like I've been, I've been an entrepreneur my whole life, but yeah all my friends were and, and you get so used to this this generic routine of clocking in clocking out you know i got to be at work at nine done at five i go home i'm not picking anything back up until tomorrow morning at nine and entrepreneurship there's 16 17 hour days you know you're the, the minute you wake up you're hey, signs on it's open you know that and that and it's when it's your own and i always said this you know, to my father, to my mother, to my cousin, we were all in business together. I said, listen, we can go out and we can hire the best people in the world. But as long as they're an employee, they will never, ever care about this business more than us. And, and I, I don't care how great of a culture that is created. And, and I think what the entrepreneur and the business owner needs to understand is that no one is going to care about your business more than you. And it, and it has to be that way but you can find great people along the way to to help you with that and and i think having that mindset shift of going from employee to entrepreneur and business owner it it's not an easy shift to make and it may take you years but but once once that light bulb turns on and and ted you you know it our friends don't understand what it and i mean eric you probably experienced the same thing um it's still hard for me now being in business for 23 years, people still like, what do you do? And, and you can explain and, and you know, like, because it's run online as an entrepreneur, the, the people that really understand other entrepreneurs or other entrepreneurs to, to explain to an employee, which is completely fine. If people want to work for someone, if that's your jam, go for it. Like it's the, there is, there is a need for people to work for other people. We need employees, right? Yeah. But the people that understand entrepreneurs the best are, are other business owners and other entrepreneurs. Yes. And I can say this. So like for me, I think it's, it, it's a strategic hustle, right? Like I, I, I underestimated the, the level of hustle 
that's required. Like you just think, if you look at it from the outside in, you know, I have got a book, I'm just gonna put it out there. People are just gonna buy it. It's gonna be great. But <laughs> you have to really hustle. I mean, they, they've, got, you're, they've got to hear that thing seven to 10 times to really become aware of you. And I think that hustle is underestimated. And, but you can't just do this. So it's like, if you're an employee, you're just doing things, right? Somebody tells you to do something, time to make the donuts, you take the donuts, you put it, you just, you're doing it. But if you're an entrepreneur, you really have to be intentional. You really, you have to hustle and you have to have a good strategy. So you have to be hustling with, in the right area. And I think that that's what's different. And I think people that aren't in that flow don't really understand, like, I have family members that may come by and it's a Saturday and they don't understand why I'm in my office doing things. They're like, but, it, but Eric, it's Saturday. <laughs> you know, things you know, still, you know, things it's another day. You yeah. know, you know it's, it's, it's funny just to kind of uh, add to that. You know, you were talking earlier, Scott, about just, you know, your employees and how they think. Like, I've done some things within my company over the years that people say not to do, right? They're like, oh, don't, you know, don't hire. Some people say, don't bring your, your friends and your family in your company. I've had friends in my family and family in the company over the years, right? And I think the biggest issue with that is, is no matter how close people are to you, they still are not gonna be, like you said, as connected to it like you. And I think that's when you can have the, the problems that can impact your friends and your family. Like one thing that I had to do at one point and, you know, I had to, I had to fire my best friend. That was one of the hardest things I ever had to do, you know, because coming in, it was like, oh man, we're going to be, we're going to do this. And yeah, I'm going to do this, Ted, and I'm going to be in there and I'm going to work with you side by side and da, 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 da. And great guy. We're still best friends, but that just didn't work. It, did, it, it, it didn't work because my expectations would be like you'd be a clone of me. And a person has never been in that situation if they've been an employee. They think, oh, yeah, man, yeah, I'm ready to do this, go above and beyond and all of that. Man, until you really have to do it. But as an owner, you know, like if you don't do it, it's not, it's, it's not going to get done. And so that was something that was, it was a real tough lesson. I'm not saying that you can't work with your friends and family because as you stated, God, you work with your, your family. It's just a matter of, I just think, you know, the way people look at some things, the mindset, the work ethic, it is what it is, whether you're your friend or your family or just someone off the street, you're just hoping to be able to get that right team together with you to be able to, you know, to deliver. And it didn't work with my family either. I was the last man standing. So <laughs> my cousin dropped first, my mom was second, and my, my dad and I parted ways and it was just me at the end. So yeah, fa family owned businesses, I, I don't care what anyone's it, you know, and it's funny, my sister, um, you know, my whole family, they're entrepreneurs. I mean, my, my sister, she's in sales, but she's an entrepreneur. She controls how much money she makes. My brother-in-law owns his own law firm. My, my wife and I have an agency, this, that, or the other. Um, I, I, I learned a valuable lesson when running a business. Um, you don't want your friends and family anywhere near it. And, you know, once, once you, because the relationships that you have with your friends and family, they're very, very special. And, and yeah. whether people acknowledge it or not, when, when business comes into play, it, it could really hurt and tarnish those relationships. And Ted, I think it's, you know, it's great that you still have the relationship with your best friend. 
you know, the relationship with my family is great. You know, we know that we never wanted to be in business together ever again. And it's never going to be, we root each other on, you know, we, we, we cheer for each other. Um, but that's as far as it's going to go now. Sure. So Eric, you know, I, I also, I want to get into the dynamic of, of how the two of you met, but before we do that, you know, so many entrepreneurs deal with procrastination. One of my first business coaches, uh, Jeffrey Combs, coaches and teaches on uh, procrastination and how it could really just floor you in, in so many different ways as far as not getting to where you want to be. So for the person that's listening to this that struggles with procrastination, I call it double dutching. And, you know, I used to double dutch back in middle school and, and um, yeah, I just, it was just so much fun, but then you would see the people that wanted to do it. And what do they do? They, they, they're kind of just, they're waiting to jump in, you know, the, the ropes are going around, but they're, they're, they just never take that jump in and, and that's procrastinating. And the more that you procrastinate, um, it's never going to happen. So, so what's your message to that person listening to this that, and they're completely aware and present that they struggle with procrastination and, and what can they do to start to overcome it? Well, in my working with other entrepreneurs and people that I coach, a common thing is this thing, it's perfectionism. They feel like they need, if they don't have it all mapped out and figured out, they can't move. They've got to wait until all the lights are green and they have all of the answers. But sometimes you're just not going to have all the answers. And so what I tell them is this, that you can't allow perfect to become the enemy of progress. And that's it. I mean, you, you have to, sometimes you just have to move forward. You have to take the next step. But what is the next step that you can take? And, you know, Ted and I talk about this all the time, that the easiest thing to do is nothing. That's easy. It's easy, right? I don't, I don't have it all mapped out. But, but the next step could be calling someone who has the result that you aspire to. It could be that simple. And then what I find, and this is part of my story, that when you take the next step, the next the step after that starts to reveal itself. And, and it's not as much of an unknown as you thought it was when you go in, that you went into it. So that, that's a big thing I see with entrepreneurs. You don't have to be, it doesn't have to be perfect. Just start moving. You have to move, move in that direction. I always tell people that um, when you change nothing, nothing changes. But when you change something, something will change. And and to your point, when, when you make that first step, and I tell people, I don't care if it's a millimeter or a mile, as long as you're moving forward, not only does that next step reveal itself to you, but it makes it easier to take that next step and then take the next step. And before you know it, you're running forward. But the misnomer about perfection is that it doesn't exist. There is no perfection does not exist. You know, everyone talks about being perfectly imperfect. And that's the way that you need to look at things. If everybody waited for perfection, no one would ever move forward. Everyone has done things where they have failed forward. And, you know, what I've learned in my journey is those failures end up turning into successes because you kind of learn what not to do the next time. And it's, it's just like uh, when we have kids and, you know, you know, one of our son or daughter, they, they do something they shouldn't, they get hurt, they fall down and they learn their lesson. Don't do that again. Don't climb up on there. If you fall off, you're going to hit your head and you're going to get hurt again. So it's so important to just take that first step. Now, you guys connected, you're both faith-based, you guys met at church. So what was it, 
outside of, of meeting at church, what was it about the chemistry uh, between the two of you friendship wise that, that really created that bond that you guys have today where you're now doing this podcast together and, and you're really trying to help entrepreneurs the way that you guys are? Well, I mean, I'll start. So yeah, Ted and I were at the same church and I always saw that Ted was doing big things in an industry that has a high like failure rate and attrition rate and they're doing 10 years, 15 years, 20 years. So, so he was always making it happen in that field. And, you know, I, he saw things I was doing with the book and the procrastination and everything else. And we would talk, we would always say, you know, we need to find a way to work together. Yeah. Yeah. We need to find a way to work together. We need to, so finally, uh, Ted says, Eric, look, all right, we're going to be at this Starbucks in Clinton uh, on Sunday. Come on, let, let's just do this. And, and we sat down and we started, okay, how can we work together? And, you know, from there, that's where we came up with the idea. We said, oh, you know, maybe we should do a podcast. Uh, I don't know. It's kind of complicated. Yeah. And, and then <laughs> it just so happens uh, one of Ted's partners uh, was at, at this meeting and he said, oh, no, it's not that complicated. You just there's an app, it's called Anchor, or you literally do it from your phone, and and that's really how it started, but as far as our friendship, like, we talk about things on the podcast that we talk about anyway, literally, and I think that authenticity comes across, because that's how we talk, it's not scripted, how we, how we go back and forth, it's just, it happens, and that's how we are anyway. Oh, yeah, I mean, totally, I mean, we we talk about sports all the time, we talk about like we're both in two different fraternities, but we talk about fraternity stuff. It's interesting the times that we were both in college at two colleges that were pretty much, I guess, across the, the river from each other, uh, both at uh, Hampton University and Norfolk State University. So two different two different colleges, two different fraternities. I'm a Kappa, he's a Q, but the time we both got into the fraternities was the same year, right? So we had a lot of things that were kind of in common you know, and then we kind of connected at, at church and then, you know, guys, we'd get together and go to sports bar and watch football and stuff. So we just always kind of had this, this, uh, you know, this, this connection, right? And it was just, okay, man, you know, you know, kind of had some of the same kind of, you know, core values, believe we're both, you know, we both hated cowboys. I mean, we, we talked about those things. That's, that most, kind of, yeah. Yeah, that's number one. Us, you know, that brought us, you know, brought us together and, and as Eric mentioned, I mean, we just said, hey, let's just get together. And that was the first step of, let, you know, we're going to figure it out. We keep saying, okay, every week, yeah, we need to do something. We need to do something. So when we got together and it just so happened that the, the, the individual that we're meeting with, or that I was meeting with, uh, he was a much younger guy, right? He's a, a, you know, a millennial. And so, you know, it's kind of like, man, we just need to be like them. They just do. We sit and talk about it. We sit and try to plan it all out. It's like, oh, we just do. So look. This is what we're going to do, Eric. We're going to meet at my office next Monday, and we're going to start a podcast. We've never done it, right? And so we started just grabbing friends that we knew that were in business or whoever would let us interview them. They'd come out to the office, and we'd, we'd start interviewing them. And that was uh, probably February of 2019, and Eric, we're probably up to about 90 episodes now. Actually, 84. Yeah, and, and, and the interesting thing about it was, you know, we'd have someone come in and, you know, record it and videotape it and all of that. And then once the pandemic hit, that just made it even, we were able to pivot, 
from that, right? Because then we're able to just start using Zoom. And that just helped, helped us to expand and kind of take it to a, you know, another level. But it all started with, you know, as you both said, of us just, just moving forward and just doing something. And then there's been other, you know, kind of digital things that, you know, uh, things that we do together and then just have an opportunity to meet you and just a lot of great people we've met and just how we've been able to expand. It's just been a, it's just really been a blessing. Yeah. Podcasting is, uh, it's such a powerful thing because it does allow you to connect with people that you would have never, ever connected with ever. before. And, you know, we talked about, you know, th this kindred spirit that we, we all felt when we did our recording, because, you know, you put like-minded people together, that that's when the magic starts to happen. Mm -hmm. um, before we wind down, I want to, I want to kind of piggyback off of something you said, Ted, which is, is the pandemic and, and, um, and Eric as well. I, I know this has been a trying year for a lot of entrepreneurs and uh, a lot of, you know, businesses have gone under, uh, a lot of people have, have lost jobs, but there are people that have really profited, but, but had to pivot at the same time. And um, as, as 2020 ended and 2021 um, is, is here, what, what's your message? And, and either one of you can start. What's your message to that person that, that really struggled in, in 2020? And, uh, you know, what is something that they can do uh, in 2021 that you gentlemen did that, that really helped you not procrastinate and continue mm -hmm. to take those steps forward? Yeah, man, I can start on that. I, I think the key, and this is really aligned with the spirit of the What Now movement, is you have to focus on pivoting. What, what are ways you can pivot? It's not about necessarily stopping. It's about pivoting. For example, when we were doing it in Ted's office, doing the podcast in Ted's office, and the government said, hey, you got to close. It's not an essential business. We didn't just stop. We said, how else can we do this? You have to ask yourself the right questions. Not about having all the answers. It's asking yourself the right questions. How else? What else can we do? Oh, you know what? We can go on Facebook Live and broadcast that way. So, I mean, that, that's an example of a pivot. So my message to the people listening and watching is what are some different things you can do? What can you do? And it's possible. And if you look at, at things throughout history, a lot of the most successful companies were birthed during some type of a downturn. It was the depression. It was the collapse in 2008. It was the pandemic. So think about what you can do and not what you can't do. Love that. Ted, Ted what's your take on it? Yeah, I mean, I, you know, definitely echo, you know, what Eric is saying there. I just think people, I hear so many people say what they're going to do once things open back up. I, I, like, I just keep hearing that. When things open back up, this is what we're going to do. And I'm just like, now, so are you planning for everything to just be like it was a year ago? Right? Okay. But what if it doesn't happen that way? Right, because some of these things that have happened, like this whole thing with just a lot of the digital stuff platforms, I mean, this stuff is not new, right? So it's really been used this year, right? More than ever, right? You got a whole bunch of people that are thinking, hey, do I need all this office space now? You know, a bunch of real, the real estate guys are probably like, whoa, what are we gonna do? Like they, they're, they're needing to think of some real pivoting, right? But so when you start thinking about, you know, what I'm, what I'm going to do once things open back up, I think you need to change that mindset. Like, what are you going to do now? 
Like here, here's the here's the death here, here's here's the hand that you've been dealt, right? Right now. Now, if those things open back up, it's gonna you know it may make it a little easier for you. But what if it doesn't? How are you going to make it happen today? Like, and I think people have been forced to do that. Every you know restaurants. I mean, you, I mean you've just seen some of the most uh, amazing stories of people just trying to sustain their businesses, sustain their families. It's been tough. But there's been a lot of, you know, I think through situations like this, um, you know, innovation, you know, it's birth, right? And, and I think that's really what, you know, what we really, everyone really needs to do is just think of how am I going to do it now? How am I going to make it happen now? It's a, it's a, it's a that whole what now mindset. How am I going to do it now? And it's the truth, you know, if you, if you wait for the perfect time, which doesn't exist, yeah. You're never going to move forward. And, and I, I always, I, I give the same advice to people in, you know, instead of waiting for things to get quote unquote back to normal, why don't you create your own new normal right now? Create your new That's normal, it. you know, create your own economy, create your new business, create your mm-hmm. own new opportunities. That's, you know, the science of getting rich, which is one of my favorite books. It, it talks about, and we spoke about this living in a world of creation and collaboration instead of competition and comparison. So, you know, don't wait for something to, to fall into your lap because it may never fall there. Instead, make a decision, act on it, and just move yourself forward. So before we wind down, I do have uh, one final question, but before we get to that, I want to give you both the opportunity to uh, direct people to your podcast or how they can connect with you guys. So Eric and Ted, uh, for the listeners that that are that are checking this episode out, how are they best to connect with you guys and, and hear about the podcast? So the podcast is the 30-Minute Hour. You can go directly to the 30-Minute Hour Facebook page, and you can like it, and that way you'll get instantly notified when we do a new episode. We've got one coming up with Dr. Willie Jolly, who's a Hall of Fame speaker, best-selling author, and a friend, good friend with Les Brown. He's going to be uh, on our show tomorrow. But yeah, you can do that. And then you can also find us in the What Now Movement Facebook group. Just go to the Facebook group and join. Uh, hit, the, hit the request to join and you'll be right in there with us. You can get a daily dose of motivation and inspiration to help you to keep moving. Those are the ways you can find that, find us together. Absolutely. Yeah, that, Eric, Eric summed it up. So all that information for the listeners will be in the show notes so you guys can check out those two groups and uh, gentlemen, final question before we sign off. Uh, what does success truly mean to the both of you? Mm. Eric, I'm going to leave that one. Okay. Let you lead the way. I can tell you, for me, success is all about staying on the journey towards mastery. That's really what success is all about because you can't control the outcome. Success is really about the process and not necessarily the product. But you really have to stay on that journey towards mastery and focus on whatever you're doing. If you're doing a podcast, what can I do to become a master podcaster? If you're running an IT company, what can I do to become the best IT professional, IT company owner? I think it's really about staying on that journey to mastery. And you're not, even when you achieve the world's standard of success, you're not done because there's always mastery has different levels. So that, that's, that's what it is for me. Love that. Ted? I just think success, it just means something, like I said, different, it's different for everyone, right? Like, you know, I, like, we, like, when do you know that you're, you're there, 
right? I feel like if you continue to act as if you're you're not there, you'll get there, wherever there is for you, right? You just continue to just push. And if you enjoy what you're doing, you're passionate about it, and you're you know you're making you know you're making a difference. You know, not just, I don't think success for me is not just a a financial thing, right? Because you know, you, you can always get more money. You can always get more stuff, right? But it, but it really comes down to, you know, the impact that you're that you're making on your on your family, on others, world. Just you know, and if you and if you if you do that, then then you you'll be successful, right? Your success is not about trying to match your success against someone else, right? Because you know, and I remember early in start in my business, you know, I'd see some of these other entrepreneurs that had humongous company, making all this, oh man, just like that person. And then along the way, some of those same individuals are no longer in business. If they made decisions that, that were major decisions that hurt them, you know, it just, you know, even, you know, whether it's business or even health challenges or whatever, right? So you got to really look at that and say, okay, well, you know, what is really success? I mean, for me, success is you just just enjoying the journey, right? Everyone's journey is not your your journey, and so you know, just just think it's you know, just I'm just enjoying it, right? I just can't, you know, that's kind of a real broad type of a, a response to that. But I just think I don't know if there's anything I can just really put my finger on. It's just all of the above. Yeah, it's 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 our own it's our own definition, and and you know some of the yeah. wealthiest people in the world are also some of the most unhappy people in the world because money does not buy happiness. Happiness is created yeah. within you, and um, you know money is great. It allows us to do things. It allows us to to get stuff if we want to get it. Take vacation, uh, help our ch- children, w- whatever it is. But yeah. we have to, at the end of the day, create our own success. Uh, in, in the way that we see success. It's mm-hmm. my, my, my vision of success is different from Ted's and different from Eric's and, and different from those that are listening to this. And, and I think, you know, combining um, both of your answers, staying on the right path and, and really being focused, but uh, having no preconceived notion of, of where do I need to go um, and, and really mastering your craft and, and stop with all the shiny objects and taking all the courses and just focus on one thing that you want to master. And uh, so many things can blossom from that. So uh, I, I first wanted to just thank you both so much for, for coming on here today. I, I've only, you know, I've done, you know, close to 250 episodes and um, I've only interviewed two people at once, I think only twice before. So um, yeah, you, you guys are awesome and just, just really, oh, really uh, grateful that you guys are here today and, and just wanted to thank wish you, you both continued honor. success and, and thank you again for being here. Same to you. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you for having us. It's truly an honor. Absolutely. And, and for all the listeners, just remember all the information of how to connect with Ted and Eric will be in the description of this episode. And uh, if you're listening to it on iTunes or wherever you are, leave a review. Uh, you know, let us know what your biggest takeaways are. What were those, those golden nugget moments in this episode that really spoke to you that is going to allow you to move forward instead of procrastinating with where you don't want to be? So everyone, please enjoy the rest of your day and I'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye, everybody. Thank you so much again for checking out today's 
episode. And if you are listening through iTunes, Spotify, wherever you are, please leave me a rating and review. Let me know what you loved, what you would like to see improved, or ideas you have for future episodes. And if you are interested in taking your business to the next level, don't hesitate to go to my website, www.scotterron.net, where you can schedule a free discovery call with me, where I can learn more about you, your business, what you're struggling with, and how we can work together. And don't forget to check out my wife, Nancy, and mine, our free community on Facebook called LinkedIn Leads for Life. We would love to see you in there. Have a great rest of your day. And thank you, everyone, for your support. Grateful for each and every one of you.